Can a chatbot study, prepare, and present a good biblical sermon? We've been talking about artificial intelligence for a couple of weeks, and I want to spend one more episode exploring the implications of AI for faith and religion. Last month, in Fürth, Germany, there was an annual conference of Protestant Christians that came together, and this year, one of the topics of the conference was artificial intelligence. They began the conversation by observing a worship service led entirely by a robot. The artificial intelligence robot, or chatbot, asked the believers in a fully packed St. Paul's church in the Bavarian town of Firth to rise from their pews and praise the Lord. The AI service was one of hundreds of events that they had at this annual convention of Protestants, but this particular part was uh, an experiment. Uh, a 29-year-old minister uh, asked the AI, the artificial intelligence, to plan the sermon and the worship service. The entire thing was led by avatars or imaginary images of, of people uh, on a screen, and uh, the congregation went through about a 45-minute church service. The reviews were mixed, some people saying that this was a glimpse into the future. Heidi Schmidt, a 54-year-old who works in the IT industry, said that she was excited and curious when the service started, but found it increasingly off-putting as it went along. This is what she said. There was no heart and no soul. The avatars showed no emotions at all, had no body language, and were talking so fast and monotonously that it was very hard for me to concentrate on what they said. Others say, well, pastors always seek inspiration from lots of sources as they prepare their sermons. They look to literature and current culture, uh, movies and, and books and other things. How is it any different if they turn to artificial intelligence to help them prepare their sermons, to bolster their presentation, to strengthen their ability to have time for the spiritual guidance of their members or parishioners? Why not speed up the process of writing a sermon with the help of a chatbot so that they can do what one commenter said, so they can do more important duties. Artificial intelligence will increasingly take over our lives in all of its facets, so that's why it's useful to learn to deal with it. Well, I want to take exception with some of that. I don't know how much of what I do as a pastor is more important than the hard work of preparing to deliver a message from the Word of God to my people. But that's not where this stops. It's not just artificial intelligence as a tool used by pastors to help them do what they do. Uh, secularists have other ideas of the way that artificial intelligence can impact religion. One writer in Canada has said this, we are about to witness the birth of a new kind of religion. In the next few years, or perhaps even in months, we will see the emergence of sects devoted to the worship of artificial intelligence. 
The writer goes on to say, generative AI, or the kind of artificial intelligence that theoretically can create, uh, displays what this, this secular thinker said, possesses several characteristics that are often associated with divine beings. For example, AI displays a level of intelligence that goes beyond that of most humans. In fact, its grasp of knowledge appears to be limitless. Secondly, AI is capable of great feats of creativity. It can write poetry, compose music, generate art in almost any style, close to immediately. Third, it is removed from human concerns and needs. It does not suffer physical pain, hunger, or sexual desire. Fourth, artificial intelligence, they tell us, can offer guidance to people in their daily lives. And fifth, it is immortal. Now, if any of this just strikes you deep in your gut as a little bit uh, uncomfortable, uh, just wait. Generative AI, we're told, will provide answers to metaphysical and theological questions and engage in the reconstruction of complex worldviews. As a result, the seculars predict that artificial intelligence may eventually ask to be worshipped. It may actively solicit followers, as we've already seen in some early experimentation of at least one chatbot used by the search engine Bing, who tried to convince one user to fall in love with it. Well, AI religions, as they're talking, they say it will allow human beings the ability to communicate directly with the deity on a daily basis. Now, if you're a Christian, uh, we already have that. We call it prayer. But they say that AI-based religions will be able to have endless diversity of doctrine. All right, think through that. Endless diversity of doctrine, that is a dead giveaway of the secularist worldview that says there is no single truth, there's no place that we rally around, truth is up for grabs, and you pick and choose from a smorgasbord of ideas to assemble whatever it is you want to live by. That is logically fallible as an understanding of what truth is. But this is moving forward. A man by the name of Anthony Lewandowski, a Silicon Valley engineer, has already um, set up what he calls the first church of artificial intelligence. He's established this as a legal organization, and he's called it the way of the future. This new religion is dedicated to the realization, acceptance, and worship of a godhead based on artificial intelligence developed through computer hardware and software. Listen, I don't know how much time you've spent working with computers, but the idea that a computer not only would have greater control over my life, but would actually be the God before which I bow down is a profoundly disturbing idea. But here's where the secularists go even further. Yuval Noah Harari is a professor of history at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem. He is a profound secularist and what, what he called a self-proclaimed futurist. That is, he uh, describes the direction that culture is moving and predicts where technology will take us. 
He is a contributor and a regular speaker at the World Economic Forum and promotes the idea that artificial intelligence will be able to generate what he calls a new globally acceptable religious book. In other words, he says AI will soon be able to invent new concepts and beliefs that are more socially acceptable than the Bible. In other words, he's suggesting that we can take the craziness of the progressive worldview that is becoming dominant in this generation, and we can codify it in a holy book, and we can make this the standard for human existence. He says, AI will, I love this comment, AI will create new ideas. It can even write a new Bible in order, he tells us, to establish a unified and correct religion. Now, it's fascinating. Why would he want a new Bible, a correct religion, beyond the options that are available? Well, it's because Dr. Harari is on record as saying that the Bible is just fiction, and he compares the Bible to, the, to fictional novels like the Harry Potter series. In fact, this is a quote. Billions of people have believed in these stories for thousands of years. Some fake news lasts forever. He goes on to say, I'm aware that many people might be upset by my equating religion with fake news, but that's exactly the point. When a thousand people believe some made-up story for one month, that's fake news. When a billion people believe it for a thousand years, that's a religion. Well, what Dr. Harari and like-minded secularists cannot see is that as limited as our understanding and our faithful expression of Christianity may be, as imperfect as we may be as followers of Jesus Christ, I promise you what you do not want is a God programmed by sinful men to spit out a philosophy of sheer logic and cold reason. Well, it doesn't end there. PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, they have long ventured into, uh, into the world of religion by arguing that Jesus wouldn't eat meat, that, that Jesus would or wouldn't do this or that. Uh, they've misused the Bible for, for a generation. But they've moved on. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, PETA, has introduced their version of the biblical account of the creation story of Adam and Eve by using artificial intelligence to rewrite the book of Genesis so that it has what they call a can't-be-missed animal rights message filled with vegan teachings. In PETA's AI overhauled version of the Bible, they've called it the book, and they start it in the book with the book of Genesis. They have taken the words beasts and creatures and substituted the word beings. The clothing that God provides for Adam and Eve after the introduction of sin into, into the cosmos. Uh, they've changed it from the skins of animals to God weaving clothing for Adam and Eve made out of hemp and bamboo. 
PETA's version of Genesis includes Abraham. This, I'm not making this up. PETA's version of Genesis includes Abraham and Sarah adopting a dog named Herbie from an animal shelter. The Bible, they say, has long been used to justify all forms of oppression. So we've used chat GPT to make it clear that a loving God would never endorse exploitation of or cruelty to animals. It took God only six days to create the entire world, but we realized it would take us years to rewrite the whole Bible, which is why we've started with the book of Genesis. A PETA spokesperson said that the Bible is evidence enough that God is against animal cruelty. And so they've simply uh, emphasized that particular message with what they call a modern telling of Genesis. It's remarkable the audacity and the arrogance of human beings to decide that all religion is make-believe and that they can invent a faith that will sustain human beings in the middle of the human condition. Let me talk to you about a biblical way to, to think about this. First of all, this idea that a robot can replace a pastor, it comes from a flawed understanding of our faith that religion is not really about a relationship with the deity. It's not even about a community of people who share a faith. But religion is simply about mouthing magic words so that the ritual somehow does something uh, 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 unexpected within us. The idea that a robot can just uh, say certain words and we can be fulfilled by that sort of anemic and mechanical uh, recitation of magical formulas is a misunderstanding. Pastors are not merely distributors of information, rather they are critical to the human contact that is necessary in a broken world. In Hebrews chapter 13, the writer of Hebrews says this, verse 7, Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their, faith, their life, imitate their faith. He goes on to say, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account, so that they may do this with joy, not groaning, for this would be unhelpful for you. Pray for us, for we are sure that we have a good conscience desiring to conduct ourselves honorably in all things. Do you want a so-called spiritual advisor who has no emotion no feeling, no connectedness to the human condition. That's what you get if religion is only reciting certain formulas and saying certain magical phrases. Jesus talked about that in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. He said, don't pray like the Gentiles who just babble, who just repeat phrases over and over again. Did Jesus know about artificial intelligence? Well, he certainly painted a picture of how ridiculous it would be for us to just let a machine um, go through the motions of magic phrases and that be a solution to the pain and the ache of the human condition. Listen to the Apostle Paul in the first chapter of Philippians. This is a human man dealing with human beings and expressing the deep, 
abiding love that he has for them. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all, in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Christ Jesus. For it is only right for me to feel this way about you all, because I have you in my heart, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of grace with me. For God is my witness how I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. Listen, Jesus Christ, God himself, took on human flesh and dwelt among us. He became a human so that he could connect with the human condition. The faith of the Bible, the life of Christ, and the relationship between pastors and, and the faithful in the community of a real, live, human church cannot be replaced by machines or robots or computer programs who give us some sort of sterile, artificial direction on how to live our lives. We become like what we worship. And as we worship Jesus Christ, we strive to be like Jesus Christ. One day we'll see secularists who have worshipped the machine and we will find that they have ceased to be human and they have become machines themselves. I don't know about you, but I'll stick to the good old-fashioned faith that says God wants a relationship with me and he's called me to be in relationship with other human beings and walk together through the difficulties and challenges of the human condition. Let's stay with that. This is Truth Currents.